That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Balance Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Remember Rihanna during the good girl gone bad era? Previously portrayed as a wholesome pop star with island roots, circa 2007, that was when she emerged with Umbrella. She had an edgier look and just this energy that really began cementing her icon status. And that was the first time she really stepped out as the version of Rihanna that we know and love today. But what does it mean to be a good girl gone bad? Is it good to be good? Is being bad really that bad? What even is bad? This is something that I've been thinking about quite a bit lately, and it was inspired by my accidentally viral TikTok post from a couple weeks ago. Yes, after seven years of creating very wholesome wellness content designed to uplift and inspire, only to have very little people see it, (laughs) I had a viral post on TikTok that was not wholesome wellness content. Honestly, I didn't expect anyone to see it, especially because I'd been posting on TikTok for a while. Truly, no one had seen any of my other TikToks or really cared about them. I posted this TikTok as a joke, and for whatever reason, the post went viral. So the post was me mouthing the audio that had been going around TikTok saying, I've suffered for 19 years. It's time to shake my ass on a yacht in Dubai in a thong. And I captioned it with, when you've been a good girl your whole life and realize it's pointless. Y'all, honestly, I posted it as a joke because the audio is hilarious. If you haven't heard that audio clip, it's really funny. Like it just, (laughs) it's funny. It'll make you laugh. And honestly, I didn't expect anyone to see it because I'd been posting all of this self-care content and morning routine and aesthetic wellnessy things that never got any traction. So I figured why would me mouthing over some random audio, why would that do it? But It did, and over a million people saw it. What was really interesting about that experience was the comments. This was my first time having a viral post on any platform, and the comments are usually where things get real spicy. And the comments under that post were no exception. They were all over the map. You had people who agreed. You had people who disagreed. You had people who were tagging their friends in the comments. You had everything, everything. 
when a million people see something, you're just going to attract a wide variety of people. But what was especially interesting was the projection and assumptions. And a good percentage of the comments immediately started talking about sex. Whether people who took the post as, yes, it's time to enter my my whole phase, or you had people immediately jumping to shame, saying, lock it up, you're going to get an STI, get a baby daddy. It was a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. So I really want to have a conversation to unpack that. I found it super interesting that any talk of rejecting a good girl image automatically made many people's minds jump to sex because that wasn't at all what I was thinking when I made the post. Of course, as I said, it was primarily a joke, but there was a bit of truth to it for me and how I'd been feeling in my personal and professional life. So as someone who's always been a rule follower, I've always worried so much about being perceived as nice, wanting to do everything by the book. Recently, I've had some realizations where I thought, you know what, I'm going to start speaking up about what doesn't work for me, or no, actually, I don't want to do that, or no, I'm not okay with that. And frankly, I'm really tired of being overworked, underappreciated, and feeling like the people who are not good are constantly getting ahead. And I realized that a lot of what made me feel overworked and underappreciated was my own behavior and actions for the sake of wanting to keep this title or perception of being quote unquote good. I realized that I wasn't really gaining anything from it besides more work, more expectations, and not getting where I wanted to be. So that was the energy I had in mind when I created the post. And when I think about rejecting the notion of being a good girl, like that's truly where my head goes, using your voice, stepping into your power and living life on your terms, right? Like you're not letting other people's definitions or perceptions of you of what's good or what's bad determine your decisions because you know what's right for you. And for so many of us who grew up as being praised for being good, Honestly, it's because we didn't voice our needs. We didn't speak up for ourselves. We never pushed boundaries. We didn't ask difficult questions that caused other people to reflect on their own behavior, right? And especially as kids, like that, those are the things that kids are supposed to do to learn and become their full selves. But instead, those of us who made ourselves small, we were praised for not taking up space. And now as adults, it's to our detriment. So that's my definition of good that I'm rejecting. Things like sex, drinking, partying, wilding out, that honestly wasn't even on my radar. But I really want to circle back on this conversation about sex and why so many people's minds immediately jump to sex and making the conversation sexual when it's not. So even if we were shaking our asses on a yacht in Dubai, like that in and of itself is not inherently sexual. Also, telling someone to not get hung up on the title of being good doesn't mean that you're telling them to be bad. It also made me wonder, why do conversations about being quote-unquote bad often revolve around sex? Why, when talking to other women about sex, do we perceive engagement as being bad? I just, I had so many questions. There's a lot of projection and sexual shame that was really interesting to observe in the comment section of that post, that at any mention of a woman doing what she wants to do broadly without context, people assume you're talking about sex, or you're talking about drinking, or you're talking about partying and immediately want to jump to a place of judgment. 
Now I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I'm not here to diagnose anybody. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I am simply someone who has gone to a lot of therapy to unpack my own hangups around these topics. And now that I've done a lot of work around them, I just have an entirely different perspective than what I once had because I absolutely used to judge people. And I absolutely used to be that person who I wouldn't go in a comment section and judge people, but I would think it, I would think some of those things that people in the comments were saying, I just, you know, didn't have the the bravery to say it out loud, but that judgment was coming from a place of fear and a judgment of myself because I was doing a lot of similar stuff that I was judging other people for, but I was on my high horse because there was maybe a slightly different context or maybe a slightly different outcome. But at the end of the day, we're all humans being humans. It's not really our place to do that kind of projection or judgment towards one another. So the immediate responses that not only jump to sex, but within that jump to threats such as you're going to get an STI or better watch out. You're about to have a baby daddy are super problematic because there's so much judgment there of things that don't need to be judged. It's also just a lot of black and white thinking. It's so either or, and there's a lot of nuance to these things in real life. So if we're thinking about STIs or sexually transmitted infections, obviously this is a wellness podcast. My goal is for you to take as good of care of yourself as possible. And sexual health is a huge part of that. So yes, the goal is if we're having sex, it is safe sex. We are getting tested often. We are disclosing STI status with our partners and we have partners who are doing the same point blank period. Like those are all acts of self-care that are as important as brushing your teeth, wearing sunscreen, taking vitamins. Like it's all, it's all part of the same, but STIs are not a consequence for being bad. They happen. And I hate to break it to you, but people in committed partnerships can get infected too. So judging people purely based off of STI status is not the move. It's actually really short-sighted because it doesn't tell the whole story. I'll also say if you are willingly not participating in sex, that's cool too. There are so many incredible reasons to do so. And if I can be real with you, I've been getting real personal on the podcast lately same here. I have been celibate for a minute, a minute, actually going on two years now, um, which also (laughs) makes the outrage over the post even funnier to me, knowing what my personal life looks like. And then having people be like, well, you're going to, this is what's going to happen to you. I'm like, y'all trust me. It ain't, it ain't cause ain't, ain't nothing been happening, (laughs) but that's an episode in and of itself. However, just because we are not currently engaging and I'm also talking to myself here and and those other people who are also not participating does not mean we are better than anybody. We are not. That choice does not make you better than anybody. It is a choice. Other people make different choices and we can all make choices that work for us as if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a big advocate for having hobbies and learning a new language is an incredible hobby to take up. I've been practicing my French with Babbel, and it's been such an effective, engaging way to learn. I took French in high school and college, but I got a little rusty and I wanted to brush up before visiting France earlier this year, and I've been hooked on Babbel 
ever since because it's helped so much. And you too can make amazing progress with your language learning through Babbel. And that's because Babbel actually works. So instead of paying hundreds of dollars for private classes or playing on apps that are basically glorified games, you can take Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons that are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language as soon as three weeks from now. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations, and their methods for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, so you're learning things you would actually say, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. It's no wonder why Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions because it's real learning for real conversations. And they're offering a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. So you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners at babbel.com slash balanced. Get up to 55% off at babbel.com slash balanced, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash balanced. Rules and restrictions may apply. Individuals. And the comment about baby daddies is also an issue because that doesn't change someone's worthiness or value who they have kids with. And frankly, it's not anyone's business. Family dynamics can look so many different ways, but to create a sense of shame and judgment that is usually really just reserved for the woman in this scenario, because those same threats aren't made to men, right? Men are not devalued for having a baby mama or multiple baby mamas. They just aren't. That specific comment on the post actually said, it's either miss out or have a baby daddy and I choose the first one. When I read it, I was thinking, oh, are those the only two options available to us? (laughs) I totally understand if you don't want to have a child right now. I get it. But there's so much available to all of us that have nothing to do with sex, unprotected sex, or anything of the like that we can still be empowered to make our own decisions to have, right? So much that doesn't even involve it. So it really makes me want to continue having these conversations so that we can kind of bust these stigmas open and unpack them and take them apart. And I think about all the ways that we are holding ourselves back in our lives because we're worried about something that's totally irrelevant. There are so many ways we can shed these labels and step into our power that absolutely have nothing to do with sex or any of those things that are, again, labeled as bad, but are not truly bad. Now, on the other hand, I'm not telling anybody to be reckless. I think you are a smart, incredible person. You can make your own decisions and stand by them, whatever they may be. And I think, you know, if that is someone's initial reaction to the conversation, because there were also a lot of comments about being ready for the whole phase, live your life, but make sure you understand the whys behind your behavior. So let's make sure we're truly doing things we want to do because we want to do them and because we know why we want to do them and that we are okay with those whys. And then of course, taking the necessary health and safety precautions, right? Again, health podcast, we're, we're keeping it healthy. We know. So there's a middle ground here where we can trust ourselves and we can trust one another to make informed decisions that work for us, right? 
Okay, so that's out of the way. We've removed sexual shame from the picture. Let's talk a little bit more about this good girl label and why it can be so harmful and why I really encourage a lot of us to think critically about this label and ways that we can reframe it to make it work better for us so we can thrive. When I think about the times in my life that I was praised for being good or saw other women and girls praised for being good, it came with a lot of compromise. It came with a lot of not speaking up for myself. It came with me following a whole lot of rules that didn't seem to apply to other people or that I honestly never really consented to, but that caused me pain and unhappiness and playing small. Meanwhile, those who played by their own rules continued to thrive and still do in ways that I haven't. And a lot of that comes down to what is the definition of being good? And whose definition are we holding ourselves to? Did we consent to this definition that we're holding ourselves to and judging ourselves for? Did that definition come from a place of trauma, either our own trauma or someone else's trauma that they're projecting onto us? And I would also add, who is benefiting from this mold of goodness? Because chances are you aren't. Chances are hiding behind the idea of being good is dimming your light. And stepping out of that could mean speaking up for yourself more, allowing yourself to do things purely for fun or that bring you joy, saying no when you want to say no, taking the trip you want to take, not putting yourself last, not letting other people boss you around, not taking things quietly when it's not the move for you. I mean, honestly, I could go on all day long, actually, and I'll stop referencing the the comments of the post, but one one of the comments that was really funny was someone, you know, started having more of a faith-based conversation. Um, again, totally fine. <laughs> and in that thread, again, there was more of the, you know, kind of conversation around sex. And someone responded like, Honestly, I've really just been thinking about getting a tattoo. Like I really wasn't thinking about <laughs> having sex with anyone. I just I just want my tattoo. Is that okay? And I thought that that was pretty funny. It just shows that we all have the different perspectives here and that we all have our own definitions of what this looks like. And it's okay if your definition doesn't look like other people's. All right? All right, so if you've listened to the show before, you know I love to hand out a tip. I love a tip. I love an action item. And if this topic resonates with you, the action item I have for you is to identify that thing that lights you up or excites you, right? What what excites you? What feels authentically you to do? Of course, it wouldn't cause harm, harm to you and others, but that you've maybe not done, You've maybe not taken that leap or you've maybe talked yourself out of it because you're worried about what other people would think. Now, I'm not necessarily saying go jump and do it, but I'm saying identify it, identify it and explore what doing that thing could look like for you. Visualize it. Think it through. Does it excite you? Identify what feelings come up. When you identify what feelings come up, maybe write them down. Is that what you want to feel? If you do identify feelings that you want to lean into and it feels like a positive experience, consider taking the steps to make that thing a reality. Like, like the young lady in the comments who was like, honestly, I just really want to get a tattoo. (laughs) 
Maybe that's what it is, or maybe it is making a career change, or maybe you have someone in your life who is just draining you and draining your energy, and it's time for you to stand up to them, but you were worried about not being perceived as good. Start taking the steps towards making that thing happen. Consider what having that be a reality would look like. The next thing is detaching from the idea that our identity is good or bad. Again, we are humans being humans. We all do good stuff and we all do bad stuff. We do. It's human nature. We do. But having our identity be firmly rooted in what we do and not who we are is really harmful. And we really do the most harm to ourselves when we operate from that space. You are not good. You are not bad. You don't need to try to be good. You don't need to try to be bad. You just need to be you. And that is enough. So what was especially powerful about Rihanna's transformation as the good girl gone bad is that she actually wasn't bad. When you think about Rihanna in the umbrella era, like she wasn't, (laughs) she wasn't that bad. She was herself And she has continued to be herself and has continued to evolve authentically as herself, which is why so many of us love her. So let's all keep that same energy. Let's lean into what being ourselves without labels of good or bad look like. And let's channel that energy for our personal journeys and transformations. I would love to hear your thoughts on this conversation. Have you identified with the label of being good? And do you feel that fits you or have you maybe outgrown it? Do you feel like it no longer serves you? What have your experiences with this transformation been? I would love to have you head over to our latest posts at Balanced Black Girl Podcast on Instagram. Leave a comment on our latest post sharing your thoughts. Huge thanks to you for tuning into today's show. I know it was a quickie. I just, I had all of these thoughts after that post and I needed to come. I needed to talk about it. The comment section is not the right place for these conversations, but I wanted to talk about it with you to explore this conversation because I think it's clearly something that a lot of people can relate to because that post exploded. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your engagement. I love getting to have these conversations with you. I am so honored that you tune in so that we can talk and explore and unpack these ideas. Talk to you next week and keep taking care. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com. 